you ever wished you could just grab coffee with a top leader in your direct sales company and pick her brain about all the things? Well, you're in luck. My name is Tiffany Spees. Welcome to Directly Different, the podcast where I have conversations with top direct sales leaders and ask them to share what they're doing differently to help them achieve success in their businesses. Direct sales doesn't have to feel spammy or gross. You can absolutely find success in your business by doing things a different way. I want you to feel empowered and inspired to be, well, different. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Directly Different. Today I have a special guest, Patty Morrow, a superstar director with Sensi. I found Patty through Instagram and I instantly fell in love with her fun New York accent, but I stayed because she tells it like it is and I find her content so refreshing and fun. Patty shares her story of how she went from constantly changing jobs that left her bored and unfulfilled to finding social selling and rising to the very top of her company. All it took was igniting a passion for doing what she loved, plus a lot of hard work, of course. I know you'll be inspired by Patty's determination to serve her customers both on and off social media. Hey, Patty, it's so great to have you on Directly Different this week. I'm so excited to chat with you about all of your success with Sensi. So welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm really, really excited. Super, super excited to be on a podcast. It's the first time I've ever done it and just looking forward to it. (laughs) Well, welcome. I'm excited that I'm your first. All right. So tell us a little bit about you and your family to get us started. So um, my name is Patty, uh, Patricia, but everybody calls me Patty. I am a mom, first and foremost, of three wild and crazy children who are up my butt all the time, but (laughs) I love them dearly, um, as I'm sure you know what what that's like. Um, So I have three kids. My son is 10, my daughter, my middle daughter is six, and then my baby is two. Um, I'm also married to uh, my husband, NYPD detective. Um, So life is kind of crazy with his schedule and mom life and all of that. Um, And in between that, (laughs) in between juggling that, I also run a um, direct sales business. I'm with a global fragrance company called Scentsy. And I've been doing that for the past six and a half years. It's super, super awesome. I love it. It's done so many incredible things for me and my family and just the confidence and growth that um, it's given me. Um, And I just love it. I love what I do. And I love that like I can do it alongside my family as well. Yes. And that's never more evident than in the summer, right? We were just talking about kids and how they're always around. (laughs) So in the summertime, it's just, there's extra challenges, but it is so wonderful to be able to be working, but still be at home with the kids and enjoy them and all that kind of stuff. Because I mean, it goes so fast, right? Okay. So you are with Sensi. Will you share with us a little bit about how you discovered them and how and why you decided to join? Yeah. So I, prior to Sensi, um, I never did any type of direct sales or I didn't even like, I mean, you heard about like Tupperware and I don't mean in like company name drop or anything, but like you heard about like those, you know, old, older companies back in the day, but it was never anything that like I had interest in or doing. Um, and prior to Sensi, like I said, I actually hopped around job to job 
for like my whole entire adult life. Just a little background here. I dropped out of high school. I did get my good enough diploma, my GED. <laughs> Um, I never been to college or anything like that. I just, I, I feel like sometimes people growing up, they're like, oh, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a lawyer or, or whatever. I never had that growing up. And maybe it's because I didn't stay consistent in school, but I never had that like desire to like grow up and be something huge. Like I just never did. So being that I like, I left school and I didn't follow that path. Um, I ended up in the corporate world. Um, and I was doing a lot of what I like to call lightweight. I was basically building somebody else's dream, making their copies, answering their phone, sitting in a cubicle. Like I did administrative work and I did not have the skin thick enough for that. Um, and at the time, like looking back now, I realized why that was, but as, as I was going through like my corporate America, like you know, career, so to speak. I wouldn't even call it a career job. I just, I don't know. I got, I didn't like it. I didn't have the skin thick enough for it. I don't, I didn't like being in the manager's office. I didn't like what somebody told me if I was late. I didn't like somebody telling me that I did something wrong or I don't like authority, I guess, in a sense, which is very funny because my husband is a police officer. (laughs) (laughs) Now that I say that out loud, but, um, and we butt, we butt heads all the time because of it. No, um, but yeah, no, I just, I didn't like it. And so what happens was, is I would get stressed out. I would end up hating what I was doing, hating my job. And then I would leave. I would either one, get fired from my jobs, if I'm being honest, because I wasn't, I wasn't happy there. And who wants to have a, a unhappy employee there anyway, right? So I can't blame them for it, but I just wasn't happy. And so I either would get fired or I, I would leave and I would look for something better, like the next best thing. Um, and fast forward to after having kids, I had two kids at the time when I joined Sensi. My daughter at the time was only a month old. I had just had her. I was on maternity leave and I knew that at the end of my maternity leave, I was going to have to go back to work. And I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to be home with my kids because now at this point I had two kids and I, I knew how badly I hated leaving my son. I would work. I was working full time prior to being on maternity leave. And so all of a sudden Sensi came along. I had a friend actually share um, on Instagram. I met her. Her husband was a police officer as well. And we, I had this like small circle of like mommy friends on Instagram. I knew nothing about social selling or I don't even think people were doing that at the time. It was just like, you had your Instagram friends. There was no like algorithm. It was like, uh, you posted like 15 like photos at once of your kids. And like, anyway, her and I connected in some way. We had that common bond of our husbands being police officers. And she started sharing some sensey things and she was going on these vacations and I never even had like a desire to travel or anything like that. But I was like, what is that? And I've always loved fragrance. I've always loved things that smell good. Like one of my favorite things is to like clean up and like light a candle. That was like my thing growing up. So I was like, oh, that looks really cool. So I actually reached out to her and I said, hey, can you tell me a little bit more about that? I'm interested in that. She sent me a sample. I used it. It made my whole home smell amazing. And instantly I was like, I want to do this. <laughs> so my husband and I said, um, I'm like, okay, I think I want to do this candle thing, which by the way, since it's wickless, <laughs> no candles. Uh, but I was like, I think I want to do this candle thing. I think I could like probably do it. And at the time we were like so broke, uh, where the thought of even investing that startup was not even an option. So (laughs) I put my money, my startup 
investment on a credit card, <laughs> which is probably the worst thing you should do. So if you're listening, don't, you know, don't take my advice on that. But I, that's what I did. Um, and so it's just been awesome ever since. Yeah. So basically that is um, how I joined Sensi and how I came about. And honestly, it's been the biggest game changer for myself, my family. Like I said, the personal growth that I've experienced um, and everything that has come with it. And more importantly, it's allowed me to just be with my kids. Um, and I didn't say that when I first went out, so I worked Sensi alongside uh, my, my corporate job as I was, because I did go back to work during that maternity leave period, um, but I worked Sensi alongside my job at the time. And then about a year into my business was when I actually quit my corporate job and I left. And I, I remember giving them the finger because me and my manager didn't get along <laughs> and anyway. And I was so mad and I was like, I'm never coming back here. And so, yeah, it ended up working out awesome. And I've been doing it ever since. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it doesn't, I mean, I don't know you except for from Instagram, but it, it, that doesn't surprise me. So <laughs> kind of like, here I am, take it or leave it, whatever. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> what, what you get. <laughs> That's right. I love that. It's, we need more of that in this world for sure. Now, when you left your job one year after you started your Sensi business, were you, were you on the path to like, okay, I could match my salary or were you like, oh no, I already matched my salary or exceeded it. And this is the direction. Yeah. So on that, at that time I was on the path to matching it. Um, and it turned out where my husband actually got his promotion to, to, well, no, was it detective? He either, no, it wasn't detective. He, he, he had that a little couple years later, but he was transitioning into this new position that also allowed his schedule and it also aligned with mine. Um, and so I was on the path to, I'm not going to sit here and be like, yes, it changed my life. Like I'm making millions now. And so I quit, like it's a business and it's work. And so mm -hmm. I knew the potential and I saw the vision with Sensi. And I think that that's the biggest thing, which obviously we can get into, but I saw the vision that I had. Um, and yeah, it definitely supplemented what I was making or near close to what I was making. And I knew the potential that I had in making more of that, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And you were happier there and you enjoyed yes. it. Like you said, you went from job to job, just hating every single one. So right. when you found something that you were like, I love what I do and I can make good, good money doing it. No brainer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Sensi is really the longest job I've ever held. Mm -hmm. <laughs> as crazy as that sounds, it's, I still can't even believe sometimes. Cause I think prior to this, I, the longest I ever stayed at a job was like two years. Like you said, I just wasn't happy. And I think that that has everything to do with whether somebody's success, whether they have their own business or whether they're just in a regular corporate world or any type of job. Like if you're not happy there, you're not, you're not going to want to show up every day. And so that was a big factor for me. I was happy. I was loving it. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's really been awesome. So you have built a successful business, both on and off social media. And mm -hmm. I know I found you through social media, but you were quick to tell me that, you know, you have done things behind the scenes too, to keep everything going, going strong. So why do you think it is important? Why have you focused so much on building a strong business off social media, even in, in this climate, in this day and age where everything is on social media? Right. I think because first of all, social media is only a piece of it. Social media is a great way to market your business. It's a great way to meet people and, and um, you know, just showcase what it is that you do. However, it's not all that we do, um, mm -hmm. especially in the direct selling world or, you know, network marketing, obviously same difference. 
we focus so heavily on the marketing aspect, but we're not really focusing on the networking piece. And the networking to me is the thing that happens off of line. So yeah, you might be on Instagram, like in people's inboxes, but that's to me, that's off of social media. Like mm-hmm. you're behind the scenes. You're not like just posting to, you know, posting pictures and waiting for people to engage on it or whatever, or videos or whatever. And so I'm big on like doing things off of social media. I think that you can't just rely on the algorithm. (laughs) A lot of times people will just post their products or their opportunity and then they're getting upset because they're not getting engagement, but you're not really focusing like your the bulk of your business, what I'm trying to say is that it needs to be done through follow-up. It needs to be done off of social media. So having those per, uh, real, like, I don't want to even say in person because they could be through text message or they can be through messenger or whatever, but the personal conversations like inbox messaging or even in person, having real key connections with people, I think is so, so impactful for your business than any amount of posting on social media can do for you. In my opinion. I totally agree. And like you said, social media isn't the only thing, but it's, it's a big thing, but it's not the only thing. And if you just have the social media component to your business and you're only focusing on, you know, uploading TikToks and stuff that you're not connecting behind the scenes, then your business, you're going to say, I feel like I'm posting so much and nothing's happening. Well, it's probably because you're not making connections behind the scenes and you're not doing things off of social media. So that's such a good point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And prior to, um, I mean, I've always, I would say the whole time I've been with Sensi, I've always shared my business on social media. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've definitely learned along the way, like I was probably in the beginning, a little spammier than I probably (laughs) should have been. Who wasn't um, back in, let's see, 2016 or whatever, 15, 16, right. who wasn't a little spammy, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know like, better now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but I, so I did always post on social media, but I, for a long time, um, I became the home party girl. Like I, my business is a party planning, like my company's party planning company. That's what we're built upon. It's not what you have to do nowadays, but it is an effective way to grow and meet people all at once. And, and so I did home parties all the time. I did vendor shows, craft fairs, and I loved it. To me, it was like my girl's night out. I got to go out, have, you know, hang out, have fun, drink some wine, smell some fragrances, make some friends, meet some people. And it was awesome. And what I loved about the the in was the in-person connection. I love that. Like I could literally walk into a party, have a conversation and make an instant connection with somebody. And also like the amount of like my sales right then and there, I could walk into a home party and easily have an upwards of like 500 in sales at that party. Um, and sometimes I felt like sharing on social media, especially with like, Oh my God, Facebook parties. It was like pulling teeth sometimes to, you know, to get people to engage or even purchase. And then you're chasing people down and it's just a different, I'm not against it completely, <laughs> but I, I was, I was that home party. Um, I was that home party girl and I loved it. And I, I think it's still a really great, effective thing, even in today's world. But when the world turned upside down in 2020, obviously we couldn't do all of that in-person stuff. And so I transitioned a really big piece of my business to social media. Mm -hmm. And that's when I really started like, okay, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it right. (laughs) And I'm going to make it like, make it super intentional and awesome. And so, um, I'm an advocate for both really, (laughs) but definitely I think like no matter what, 
Like, even if you are solely building online, you still have to do things behind the scenes. You still have to follow up with your customers. You still have to touch base with your team. You still have to um, make sure you're organizing like your systems and everything, you know, in your business that you have that you're not posting on social media about. For you, would you say your systems are customer follow-up, conversations with customers? What are your, some of your systems that you have going on behind the scenes? Yeah. So systems, I mean, there's so many, I'm like a productivity nerd. I have like <laughs> ADHD. It's so funny. I just shared a reel today about ADHD, but, um, so I'm like really big on systems. And I think that they're so important for duplication in your business because mm-hmm. I mean, you could have something that's working for you, but somebody on your team could be struggling. And so if you're not sharing the systems with them, it's only making things harder for them. And anyway, that's, another subject. I told you I have ADHD. So I just spiraled. (laughs) No, that's (laughs) great. (laughs) So the, um, but yes, my systems, I have like my customer follow-up system. I do a mail out system every month for my customers where I'm giving them goodies. Um, I, you know, taking care of my VIPs and things like that. Obviously systems when it comes to teaching and leading my team, keeping track of different, or you know, action plans and things that I'm setting up with my team. Um, There's so many different little pieces of your business as a business owner that you got to keep track of. And so a lot of times when I talk quote unquote systems, people will be like, well, they get so like caught up on it. Like Mm -hmm. I feel like people, they're like, oh no, I'm not a systems person or I I don't do systems. But the thing is, is that you have to work the system. You can't just like be like, oh, I'm going to try this and then not put any effort into it. You know, it's a system is only going to work if you commit to it. And so anyway, the reason why I said that is that there's so many different aspects of your business that require you to keep track of things. Uh, otherwise, the bigger you grow, the larger your, your customer base grows, the larger your team grows, it's just going to be harder to maintain all of that in your head. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm, I'm really big on that. I have a 90 day challenge I'm part of starting tomorrow. And I'm like, okay, this is where it all changes. I'm going to be better about, you know, X, Y, Z and about setting up systems and being more consistent. Ah, it's always a struggle. Right. And I'm sure even you as a productivity nerd, like you called yourself, I'm sure there's even sometimes for where you are, you know, feeling frazzled and disorganized and overwhelmed because of, you know, different things. But I love that you are just, you just, you try something new, see if it works. And if it does great, that's your system. And you know, you're not afraid to try new things. And I love that. Right. I think that, you know, that's a big key for growth, um, is just learning how to have that, you know, just trial and error. Like Mm -hmm. I always tell my team, like you have to be able to, you have to be willing to implement things and try things that are new. And if it's, if it's working for you, great, continue to do it. But if it's not working, that means that you need to try and change it or tweak it or figure out something else. Because I always say the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over and expecting a different result. Like, why are we, you know, keep doing the same things and not seeing the results that we want in our business, but we're not willing to change or try something new. So, and as much as I preach systems and I love, um, I love me a good system. I also, I also, because I'm so scattered, I (laughs) will, (laughs) I kind of either will fail them. I did that most recently in my business for, uh, for a bit. I took a bit of a dip in my business because I was failing my systems. I wasn't checking in with my customers. I wasn't really following up with my team and, you know, making sure that keeping that connection alive, you know, and it happens, it happens. You're going to go through ebb and flows in your business, but I think it's just most important to be able to like evaluate it, like look at your business from like a bird's eye view and say, okay, what's happening here? What could I do to change it? I mean, we all have been there, right? But it's easy to be like, oh no, everything's great. 
you know, paint a rosy picture when underneath everything's kind of imploding. So I love that you took a step back and, and said, and took a good look at everything and like, okay, if I'm honest with myself, I'm not doing this, 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 and this is probably why this is happening. So I love that so much. Yeah. I think transparency just with yourself, of course, but also as a leader, if you like have a team that they're seeing that too, because odds are nine times out of 10, the people who are, who are grown, we are like, you're growing this organization and you have people who are joining a lot of them don't even know where to start themselves. And if you make it look like you have it all together or that you are, you know, just like everything is all lollipops and gumdrops <laughs> when you know, behind the scenes, mm -hmm. it's not like having that transparency with your team to be like, Hey, listen, I resonate with you. I've been here. Um, but here's what I'm doing to change that, you know, your team mm -hmm. and even people who are following you on, on social media, you know, just being open and honest about your business. I think no matter what, I'm just a very transparent person. So I, I appreciate transparency when I see it. So I could only imagine that, that by me sharing the hardships of my business and things that I'm, that I'm going through that aren't like the highlight reel that other people will, you know, appreciate that. Yeah, I would hope. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So Patty, we know we chatted about that long gone are the days of, you know, 2015, when we were 2016, when we were first starting our businesses where you could just post and just people would flock to you and they would <laughs> ask you about your business opportunity and they would be, you know, on pins and needles waiting for you to share with them everything there is to know about direct sales. So long gone are those days, but these days in order to find success on social media, there definitely has to be some strategy to what, to what we're doing. So what have you found to help you grow your business on social media? I know you said you started really focusing on the social media aspect of your business back in 2020 mm -hmm. when home parties were kind of in the toilet. So what has been your most successful approach to social media? Um, so I would say, first of all, when you come into this business in this industry, I've realized that we're not taught effective marketing, right? Like, I mean, we're just literally flying by the seat of our pants, trying mm -hmm. to make sales, grow our teams, share our business. And so a lot of times what happens, I believe why the direct sales industry has such a horrible stigma is because of that, because we're not taught, we're not taught effective marketing. We are just taught to come in and share our links, tell people we launched a business. And, and even if it's done authentically, it's just done in a way that's like, Hey, I just joined, come support me, come to this launch party or, you know, Hey, I just joined. Did you want to buy? Like, you know, and so it becomes almost spammy, right? And so especially in today's world when everybody's selling something online, it becomes like nobody wants to see it at all. And then you fall into like a sea of people who are literally doing the same thing. So I think it's really important if there's any like leaders um, or anybody, even if you don't have a team, if you're I think it's so important to just teach yourself effective marketing and to do some research. Like as a business owner, if you want to grow on social media, I think it's so important to invest yourself in learning about how to effectively market your business on social media. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not saying what I've learned is like the end all be all, but I can tell you that when I put my intention into figuring out how to effectively market my business, it has really made a big difference. Mm -hmm. um, so what I have done is I've just gotten super intentional. I call it intentional marketing. You might've heard attraction marketing, curiosity marketing. I call it intentional marketing because I think it's important to be intentional just in any aspect of your business and social media 
can do wonders for your business, right? Like video is probably the fastest way to grow on social media. Um, you know, my, my, my team, my organization, we are all over the U S because of social media, Mm -hmm. because of, you know, connections that people have made in their businesses or parties that they've done. And then other people from other States are joining. And that is the beauty about social media. But again, there, if you don't have that effectiveness in marketing, then you're just going to become Spamela Anderson. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, and so it's just the reason why I say that is because it's going to feel harder. It's going to take longer and, and you're going to burn yourself out and you're going to be like, well, why I'm posting and posting and posting and nobody's engaging or I'm sharing this and they're not responding. Right. And so again, I just, I really think intentional marketing is, is important. And what I mean by that is really just thinking about like who it is that you want to connect with, who is your ideal customer or your ideal team member, the person that you would like to help and serve through your business, through your social selling, your direct sales business, who do you want to connect with? Um, And what I did is I started to think about not only who that person was, but what their wants or their needs are, what their struggles are, the concerns they might be having, um, things that they might be facing that they're questioning and showing them how I can help Mm -hmm. by providing the solutions that would be the answers to those problems. You know, so, and I know sometimes people are like, oh, find your niche, find your niche, which I think is, it's important. And I'm still honestly on a journey where I'm figuring that out. And I think Mm -hmm. it's something that's always going to evolve and change as you grow, but really just narrowing it down and thinking about like who that person is that you want to connect with and what struggles they might have and how you can help them. That's really what I try and share with my team. Like just showing solutions because social media is is uh, value-based. Like people will engage and connect on things that they find valuable or that they resonate with. And so if you are sharing sort of like the solutions to what it is that they would connect on, connect with or resonate with, then you're way more likely to get that engagement than any like sales flyer that you put up. So, right. I mean, there's a whole mess of like <laughs> things that I could like dive into on that. But I would just say like, ultimately, like I think intention, like being intentional about marketing your business effectively is going to just change the game for you on social media. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be super effective because not everybody is doing this. Like you said, people are just doing the, Oh, I'll just post this. Oh, nobody Mm -hmm. purchased from this link that I posted. But if you are diving in a little bit deeper and figuring out, you know, what are the most successful people on social media doing? They're doing this. They're being intentional about what they're putting out. They're talking to a certain person and they're helping solve certain problems. And so I love that you have figured that out and you're implementing that in different ways. All right, Patty, what would you say has been the thing that has given you talking very practically, what has given you the most results on specifically Instagram, since we're chatting about Instagram, that's how I found you. So what has been the, the, like a very specific thing that has, that has brought more people into your network? Um, so exposure, I would say reels for sure. A hundred percent hands down. I love reels. I mean, truthfully, I just have so much fun with them. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's give it, it gives you the exposure, but the exposure on reels is potential exposure. So Mm. obviously like every view that you get doesn't mean that you're going to get all of that interactions or that engagement. It's just like the exposure, the fact that your reel has been seen is great. Now, of course, you know, depending on what you're, you're posting (laughs) will depend on what, what engagement you're going to get on that. Mm -hmm. Um, so exposure, yes, 
for reals. But I think as far as results, meaning customers, sales, team members, growing my business, because that's why I do this. <laughs> I don't right. just post on social media to post, right? We, mm-hmm. we share on social media to, in, in the direct selling industry, we share on social media to grow our business. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say, just as a side note, in the process of me like putting my full intention into social media over these past few months, I think that this is why I got to the space where I fell into that dip because it almost became like my, my social media was like my full-time business. Mm. It was like, that was where my full intention was going because I was, it was important to me and I wanted to grow my following, want to grow my audience ultimately for my business. But I was putting a lot of focus again on that social media aspect. And I wasn't putting so much focus into the behind the scenes, like we talked about. Mm-hmm. And that's all of a sudden I noticed the dip because my focus was in the wrong spot. So either way, I know I drifted, but <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. Um, Right. So the exposure, right. Can give you, I don't even know how I got on that, but the exposure (laughs) (laughs) comes from reels, which I think is great. But as far as results, like I said, there we go. That's how I got on track is, um, is the growing your customer base. Like that is what, why I do this. And so results for me, meaning growing my customer base, I'm getting sales. My team is growing. Um, I'm meeting people for my actual business is hands down stories. Like Mm. I love stories. I feel like I live in my stories. Like that's where I post more, more than anything. And I love it because stories give you a behind the scenes. It just, it stories give you the opportunity, give your audience and your viewers the opportunity to connect with you on a deeper level than any reel would ever give you. Even though you have so much more exposure through reels and you have so many more people watching your reels, they're your followers and the people who follow you are watching your stories for the most part. And so they are the ones connecting with you on that, that deeper level to build that, uh, like no trust factor with you and people do business with those who they know, like, and trust. And so like, I just love stories for that reason, because it's, I mean, look at us, right. We connected mm-hmm. on Instagram. I've watched your stories. I don't, I mean, I'm assuming you watch my stories because mm-hmm. you already know I'm a hot mess, <laughs> you know, but it's little things like that. Like, you know, I, I mean, yes, I, I share who I am, but like people do business with me and they, they follow my, I hate even saying this. I look, cause it sounds like, Oh, people follow me, but like, you know, my audience likes me for who I am because I share those things in, in my stories, you know? Um, and so I think when you get a little bit vulnerable and you kind of open up and you share things about your life, about your day-to-day, about your business, your business journey, anything that you're doing, like that's just going to really help build that connection with your audience that you'll never get in any real or any type of post. And I love that point because we do hear often when people are talking about growing on Instagram, you hear you have to do reels, 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 reels. And you do, like you said, they're fun and they're great for exposure. But if you're not then turning those reels viewers, like a million reels views is great. But if it's not bringing you new people into your network, then it's not doing you any good. So I love your point that you have to be on stories. Now, listen, I know people listening will, their next question is, okay, but what do I, I don't know what to say on, on stories. So will you give us a few examples of things people can share on stories that just help establish that no like, and trust factor? So I think stories are great, honestly, to share anything about yourself. Um, I also think that as a business owner, it's a great place to share about your business. A lot of times we get worried about 
like being spammy. I know I got, I kind of got to this space a little bit in my business where I was like, oh, people like I've been with Tenti for six years. Like they're tired of seeing the products. They're tired of whatever. But at the end of the day, like I know my follow-up at the uh, behind the scenes is what is bringing in my sales. So, and mm-hmm. it's, that's only remaining with my, my current customer base. And so if you obviously want to build and meet new people and not everybody who watches your stories has seen it a hundred times, there could be someone new for the very first time. Mm-hmm. So I think even sharing your products are really great place to do product demonstrations. Uh, but building that like, no trust factor, just sharing about you, your life, your kids, what you got going on that day. Like people are nosy. They just want to know what's (laughs) going on. And so it can seem like a lot of times when I say this to people, they're like, oh, my life is boring. I have nothing to share, but I can guarantee you there's something in your day that you can share. Maybe it was an aha moment that you had uh, with a customer that you, you know, maybe it was a conversation or maybe it. Um, maybe something happened along your day where you're like, you know what, let me go on and talk about this today. Or like some weird, strange scenario where you were at the park and like this dog ran and like almost knocked your kid over. I don't know. I'm just, right. I literally just made that up on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't even a real story, but I'm just saying like something like that, like something random because it's a part of your day and you're kind of just taking your audience along the day with you. Um, and just being like, I always say too, as far as your business, like sharing your business journey and not just sharing the products, not just sharing your opportunity and like, you know, Hey, we have this special, so you should join, but more so like, what are you doing in your business? You know, like mm-hmm. today I went on my stories and I said, Hey, I'm dropping on a podcast today. You know, like something like just taking them along with you throughout the day and maybe sharing a lesson or again, that aha moment or something you've experienced or something funny. I think, I think just, just sharing you, I know it sounds like Mm -hmm. so cliche, but it's important to just get a little bit vulnerable because I know sometimes people don't want to open up, but I think the more you do it, the easier and more comfortable it's going to feel for you too. Oh, absolutely. And anybody who has utilized, and I hope everybody has live video for their business, you know, on Mm -hmm. Facebook live or whatever, it's the same principle. You know, the more you do it, the easier it gets. But, uh, going back to, like you said, something random that connects you to people. So Mm -hmm. I always think about this example months ago, I randomly one morning posted about how, instead of typically, instead of using a travel mug in the mornings in the car, I'll just I just use a regular coffee cup, which I mean, it's, you know, it's not eh, probably a bad idea because then you get coffee everywhere, but I just posted about how I just use a regular coffee mug. I don't use a travel mug most of the time. And I had so many people say, I do that too. Or I know somebody who does that too. And it was the funniest thing that people connected with. And I was like, oh, wow. Like it was, it was almost that, that light bulb moment that, oh, people will connect with me over random things. And I even had somebody tag me like a few days later in a picture. She had her, just her regular coffee mug in the car. And she's like, see, I'm doing it too. And I'm like, oh, I love this. It's, it's the, that no like and trust factor, like fleshed out almost. And so I thought that was just such a funny example, but like you said, it, it can be the most random thing. Like, I don't even know what possessed me to share that aspect of my morning, but I did. And it, it connected with people. So truly (laughs) anything will connect you to somebody else. Yes. I love that. I think people, people, again, like I said, they engage on things that they resonate with. Mm -hmm. What happens when you're scrolling social media? If it's something that either you have no interest in, or you don't care about what do you do? You scroll, you scroll right past it because you don't care. You're not going to engage on it. But if it was something that you connected to, or you resonated with, or you're like, 
you know, maybe it was like uh, someone else who she's a mom and she shared her, you know, I don't know how her kids like her toddler pulled toilet paper and threw it all over the house. I don't know. <laughs> like, and you're like, oh my God, my kid did that too once or whatever. Like, it's just, that was maybe a bad analogy, but like it's happened to all of us. That's happened to all of us for sure. <laughs> like, well, my kids will like pull toilet paper while I'm sitting on the toilet bowl and like try and shove it in there while I'm on there. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like you comment and engage and interact on the things that you resonate with. So I always say, like you said, share those little like mundane things that you have going on in your life because whether you think your life is boring or not everybody thinks their life is boring. Everybody like in some shape or form thinks that they have a boring life. So if you even go on and say like, Hey, I don't have much going on today, but here's what's happening. Or just share, like you said, those little like random things, people will relate to them so much more than, um, than you sharing like the highlight reel or, Mm -hmm. you know, things that like, they're just going to clap for you for, but not necessarily say, Hey, Hey, I I resonate with that. I understand that. Yeah. I love that. So let me ask you, it's kind of like a chicken or the egg kind of question, but Mm -hmm. for those listening, what is your advice on where they should start? Should they start building their business off social media or should they start building it on? I know we've talked about the benefits and the necessity of both things. So I'm not saying like, should they Mm -hmm. do one or the other, which one do you think is more effective for building a strong business? Truthfully, I think it has to be a balance. I do. Mm. I don't think that anybody can come on and I mean, okay. I think for sure when you're first starting, yes, you have to announce your business. This is what I tell my team, tell people that you started. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean just go ahead and share your link, but literally do a live, go on Facebook or Instagram or whatever. Tell your story, tell them why you joined, let people know you started, let them share in your excitement, let them celebrate with you. Um, So yes, definitely on social media. I think that that's a good starting point, but you also, you're going to have to make sure that you're doing, you know, behind the scenes, like texting people. I always say the fortune is in the follow-up. So even if you're just sharing on social media, you still are going to have to do those behind the scene things, no matter what. Mm -hmm. Um, And maybe that's not the answer that (laughs) they want to hear, but I do think that it needs to be a balance. uh, As somebody who has built both locally and online, I see the value in both. I really do. Mm. No, I think it was a great answer. It was the exact answer I was looking for because it was, it's true to you. (laughs) (laughs) It's an honest answer. I love that. So I, and I agree with you because I think that when you start by building off of social media, you know, that that is necessary, but like you said, you kind of have to build on social media at the same time because that's how you're making those connections behind the scenes, you know? So I think that you're absolutely right that there's, there's a balance. And I think being, you know, Again, I, I talk a lot about leadership because it's a big part of my business. But as a leader, I think it's also transparent to share that with your teams too, as they join mm-hmm. and you're helping people be successful, like to kind of set those expectations ahead of time and let them know, well, first of all, what it is that they want. I think that that's the thing too. You have to, whether it be you or somebody on your team, you have to know what you want. Like, do you want to build locally? Do you only want to do things at home or do you, are you trying to grow online? You know, there, mm-hmm. there definitely needs to be a balance, but if it's not what you want, ultimately you're not going to have fun doing it anyway. Mm-hmm. But I think it's important to at least like set the expectation to, well, first of all, know what they want, but like set the expectation 
that it's not just posting on social media, posting and ghosting. I say it's not just, you know, sharing your business. There is that whole behind the scenes aspect that a lot of times people don't share on social media. They don't really show that aspect of their business. And so again, it's the whole stigma of when people join, they just expect that they can post things. And then when they're not really getting the results, because they're not doing the behind the scenes things, then they're getting discouraged. And they're like, well, I'm posting my business. It's working for her, you know? And so again, it's just setting those expectations as a leader, setting those expectations with your audience, letting, being transparent about what it's like to grow a business. I don't know. I'm just big on that. Yes. No, I'm totally with you. So speaking of leadership and being a leader, there's something really exciting that happened in your business recently. Will you share a little bit about what it was and how it made you feel? So I, uh, well, it actually happened in 2020, but I, I shared more, more on the subject just most recently. But, um, so I obviously been with Sensi for six and a half years in 2020, I promoted to the top of our compensation plan. Wow. Which to me, I'm like, it sounds like, oh, hey, it's half the camp plan. Like, no, <laughs> anybody listening knows how hard that is. So it is, awesome. it is. But I always just feel like it's like humble brag type mm-hmm. thing. But mm-hmm. yeah, no, it's definitely a huge accomplishment. I'm so, so, so grateful, you know, that I stuck it out here because, like I was saying before, I've had so many dips in my business throughout the years. And obviously, I just had one recently, but that's, that's what, that's what happens in this business. Again, we don't talk about this enough. There's a lot, there's an ebb and flow. You're going to have moments where you're on the up and up, and then you're going to have moments when you're in the dip. And it's just being able to reevaluate that. And so, my whole point for saying that was that. That was me. Like over the course, when I first joined, I didn't say this part. So when I first joined, I actually promoted to our first leadership level, which is director, like top leader level. Um, I did that in six months in my business. Mm. So I grew pretty fast. Like my team was growing. It was awesome. And then I plateaued for four years, Mm -hmm. four years of my business. I remained at that director title and I still had two more to go. So there's director, then there's star director and superstar director. So for four years of my business, I kept saying, I don't know why I'm not growing. I'm not building leaders. My, my organization's not really like, I'm kind of just maintaining my business, but I wasn't Mm -hmm. like excelling that, you know, everything that I wanted to. But what I did was, is I remained consistent. And that, that is my biggest thing. And it's so funny. It's almost like things are coming full circle because I never remained consistent in corporate America. Remember I said, right. I hopped around the job. I hated it. But Sensi is the one thing that I stayed solid with. And, you know, I've had plenty of opportunities that came along that, you know, could have been a shiny object for me to jump to and say, Hey, I'm going to try this. But I kept my mind and my eyes on that vision that I knew my business could do for me, which was, you know, I mean, I'm, if I'm being honest, I, I would love to be able to retire my husband. Like I know women are like, Oh, I retired my husband. Like we're not there yet. Okay. We're not there, (laughs) but you know, it's definitely helped us with, um, being able to stay home with my children and creating a life of time freedom that I crave so much being able to just drop whatever I'm doing in that moment and not have to answer to anybody. So, you know, I, I remain consistent in that. And so even though I had shiny objects, every now and then. And I had plenty of moments that I could have given up or stopped or tried something new. I stayed consistent because I had that vision. And so then, yeah, then 2020 came along and um, I promoted to the top of our comp plan and it's been like really, really awesome. So, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm grateful that, that I had that, um, that I was consistent. Yes. I love that. Congratulations. And I know that you had shared that they had recognized you at your recent conference. And even though you weren't able to be there, it was still so special that they recognized your amazing accomplishment of becoming 
a superstar director. So congrats on that. I love that. Thank I love you. hearing that kind of stuff. Yeah. It was, um, I wasn't expecting that because we were like, I took the virtual option and this was our first like in-person event again after everything. And I reluctantly had to decline, which I, I never miss an, an event. So mm. I was like, no, but, um, but yeah, no, I had my, my banner up there and I cried and it was awesome. Aww, that's <laughs> so great that it was still such a special moment. I love that. All right, Patty, how can listeners get in touch with you if they want to learn more about your business as a Sensi Superstar Director, or if they want to learn from you as somebody who teaches through example on how to build a successful business on Instagram, how can they get in touch with you? Um, well, my Instagram is uh, Patricia A. Morrow, um, P-A-T-R-I-C-I-A, and then A-M-A-U-R-O. And then my Facebook, same thing, Patricia Morrow. Um, I believe the, the link, my URL is like facebook.com slash I'm your Sensi lady. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I look back and I'm like, I want to change that because I started <laughs> that like when I first started, but whatever. Um, so yeah, that's where you can connect with me. On Instagram, mostly I share a lot of more like business tips for like all social sellers, because if I'm being honest, my ultimate goal, like that's what I love to do. I love to like teach people how to build businesses specifically online. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I, I just, that's who I share businesses for everybody, not just within um, my company or my team. So yeah, Instagram's like my playground of choice, but I'm also on Facebook. Um, and yeah, that's where I, that's where I hang out. (laughs) Wonderful. Well, I will have these links to your social channels in the show notes. People can, if wherever you're listening, you can swipe up and you should be able to, or swipe down below and you should be able to see these links to connect with Patty and get to know her a little bit better. So thanks again for being on the show, Patty, and sharing your story and all of your success tips with us. Thank you so much. I super, super appreciate you having me here. This was really, really a lot of fun. So thank you. Thank you so much for listening in to this week's episode. In my opinion, it's way more fun to share life with a friend. So if you loved what you heard today, feel free to take a screenshot and post it to your socials so your friends can listen into the show too. Don't forget to tag me at Directly Different Podcast and I'll be sure to give you a shout out. Speaking of social media, follow me on Instagram at Directly Different Podcast and send me a DM. I'd love to continue the conversation. I'll catch you guys in the next episode.